Hi, I'm Kathy. And I'm Christy. And this is Game of Books, where two mystery writers share our love of food, wine, and mysteries. Not necessarily in that order. Yes, and welcome to all our mysterious foodies out there. We hope you've <laughs> been enjoying our podcast as much as we are. We are having a lot of fun. And it has um, been great to share all the cool information we're digging up on the food scenes in our, in our mystery novels. Um, and sharing them with our fellow MFs, as we are <laughs> affectionately calling them, apparently. And the wine, of course, is a, a distinct part of the fun. Yeah, I, I agree with that, at least on our end. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's more fun for us. If they're, if they're listening during their commute or, or if you're exercising, then you'll just have to take our word for it. Um, but then maybe <laughs> listen later again with some wine and a friend to get the full effect. There you go. Yeah. Go, about, go out and buy those bottles of wine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of wine, it's your yes. week to choose the wine. It was. And uh, in keeping with the rules, remind everybody that we have to be able to find a wine in both South Dakota and South Florida. Mm-hmm. And we're shooting for under 20 bucks, which I think we've done each time now. Yes, we've been pretty good. Yeah. So this week, the wine is 19 Crimes. Uh, it's a Pinot Noir, uh, and the brand is 19 Crimes. And I, um, I'm i sure people have seen the labels because they're so interesting, I think. I know. I, I love wines. the labels. I mean, that's that attracts me to wines a lot of times anyway, I must admit. It does me too. <laughs> it does me too. I had a friend uh, bring me one of these um, variety, a different variety, and we talked about the label for about a half an hour. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, just, it was so fun. So let's try it. And I'll tell you a little bit about this um, okay. wine. All right. Have a sip. Mm. Very nice. It's very fruity. I think this is a very fruity one. It is very fruity. It's a little for bit a lighter than the reds mm. we've been having. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it is a the 19 Crimes company is an Australian wine brand. Um, so this is from Australia. Okay. And um, what I am focused, I wanted to focus on this week was these labels, what, how they came up with this idea. So, mm-hmm. you know, Australia um, was originally, right, um, uh, populated by a bunch of criminals. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, the, I, that's what, that's what the 19, yeah, that's what the 19 crimes refers to, that in, in England, but for a long time, nearly a hundred years, from 1788 to 1868, oh I did my not gosh, know I it didn't was that long. It. Yeah, me either. Yes, if if a person was convicted of one of the 19 crimes, there's an actual oh. list on their website. They were um, basically sentenced to death by what they called death by transportation, huh. or, or uh, transportation was their way of saying, you're going to Australia. We're not going to deal with you. And so they load them on these boats, and lots of people died on the way there. And then, of course, if they did arrive intact and alive, uh, you know, it was a really harsh situation once they were there. I would think nowadays, if they still did that, a lot of people would become criminals in England just to go to Australia. I would, too. (laughs) I would probably sign me up. Yes, I was really surprised that they did this for a hundred years. Yeah, that's um, a long time. It is. And so if you look on the 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 person on the front, we have the one that's called the punishment. Mm-hmm. That gentleman is a real um, convict who was convicted of one of the 19 crimes. 
Okay. I guess I should say that gentleman's quite loose term, but... Um, and so if you go on the website, they list all the people and their real stories, and there's even some, I guess, actors um, speaking in their voice, uh, you know, kind of trying to make you more intimately aware of how the hardships they went through. And interesting. Uh, really interesting. Yeah, so so do the they, um, so they tell every, they tell what their crimes are too. They do. They so do. do we know so this a, guy? <laughs> You know what? I did not um, look at his. I got sidetracked by looking at a couple of the other ones. The cuter, the cuter guys, or what? I don't know. Oh no, no, no! He's about it. He's about as good as it gets. Yeah, he's not bad. Thor Delaney is his name, and I don't recall which thing he did. Um, but he, well, I'm sorry. I think I misspoke before. I said death by transportation. It's called conviction by transportation. So if they committed one of the 19 crimes. Their sentence was conviction by transportation, which means they'd load them into the boat and send them off to Australia. Okay. So I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that is. That's And that just kind of seems weird to me because that means that just about everybody in Australia is probably related to criminals. <laughs> do you think? You know, Or do, yeah, do other people is... just go there to hook up with well, there criminals? Were certain, <laughs> certainly um, people who were already there, obviously, who were... Native to the country, but mm -hmm. I presume, and I don't know, I, I will have to do some more research, but I presume they were sending people to one specific area okay. in Australia. So I would imagine there was probably some... Normal English people that wanted to go down there where it was warm. I don't know. I I feel I feel a little ignorant. I don't know. That's <laughs> part of history. We'll just have to go to Australia to find out. We, we'll have to dive deep and do a little more research. <laughs> so I'll explain why I picked the Pinot Noir... A okay. little bit later, but okay. that's the wine for today. All right. Well, that it tastes pretty good. So I'm gonna have another quick sip. Me too. I have to tell you, my cupboards are pretty bare because I had <laughs> such a good weekend, and I just oh, was well, out and about. I went to a Dolphins well. game and went to this Coastal Cocktails where they had a wine there that I should actually. Maybe I'll pick for one of ours. We can try it. Um, but I didn't do any grocery shopping. Um, yeah, <laughs> You were having too much fun. I was. I was having too much fun. But then yesterday, of course, I was hungry. But I got up and I was started writing. And I didn't want to get out of my pajamas. And I didn't want to go to the store for food. And, <laughs> um, and then I started thinking about, you know, delivery service. I'm like, oh, it sounds pretty decadent. I don't even know if they still have it here. So I did a little research. But I was really wondering... What about you in South Dakota? Because, I mean, I was being lazy, not getting out of my pajamas, but you have to get on outerwear, you have to <laughs> shovel Me the too. driveway, you have to <laughs> scrape the windshield. So I'm thinking, do they have food delivery and do you use it up there? We do have food delivery. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's it's, pretty advanced, I think, for a small town. <laughs> it's it, we're not quite as much in the boonies as you think we are, okay, but uh, okay. we our local grocery store, um, which is Hy-Vee, and it's a lovely grocery store. They have got both uh, food delivery or pickup, so you can choose. Okay, I um, I I have it delivered pretty frequently, actually. Oh, really? It's, oh. Yeah, it's pretty swift. They we have a side garage on our house you know so the entrance is on the side of the house instead of the front of the house uh -huh. and you can just put a note you know pull up to the 
third garage stall and come on in the garage. And they, they literally will just do whatever instructions you give them. Oh, wow. And and I just meet them out in my heated garage. So it's not nearly as tragic <laughs> you as you're thinking it is. All right. So I guess you don't have to scrape the windshields. <laughs> <laughs> not up in my home. But um, it really works great. We, we do have a Walmart in town, but they have not started delivery yet. Um, now, does the store deliver through like a company? Because like our Publix down here, we do, I looked it up and we do have delivery, and it's oh I can't remember the name of the company it was through. Oh, like they contract out or something. Yeah, it's like a company that does grocery stores all over the country. Oh, interesting. And so when you do it online, it's it's like through their website. Okay. No, ours is just our our this high V store. And okay. it's you just use the Hy-Vee app, and um, okay. it, I think it works great. I especially for staples, kind of regular stuff. Uh-huh. I don't love um, ordering produce. Online I was wondering I, about that because I, I like to pick yeah, my own, you know. <laughs> I do too, and I I have discovered I'm a little bit fussy. I think about that. So mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff, I don't tend to do it. But um, man, for big, you know, just big old regular orders you do it every week yeah. i have them deliver i wonder I, I wonder how it works down here you know because i'm in a condo building yeah so i, I wonder if they like come the... all the way inside probably they probably call me at the door and i let them in and they come all the way up to my apartment i don't know interesting i might have to try it but it's like a, a, a fee um a set fee so but it much... said you don't yeah. have to um tip but it's oh. like a 5.95 or something or you can have like a yearly one or Oh interesting. Ours is there's I I think there might be a like a five dollar delivery charge also unless you order over a hundred dollars mm-hmm. then it's waived. But we can tip and so I do. Yeah. Um, well I'm thinking that probably they want you to tip. I just mm-hmm. I don't they they said tip included, but you know, it's kind of like Uber. Eventually they started putting the little place where you could tip them because it's just naturally you feel like you want to anyway they're the ones getting out there in the snow (laughs) right especially here I mean it's not easy to schlep up a a driveway with a you know heavy cart and the snow and the ice it's not fun (laughs) at all so she she definitely deserves a tip you know it's interesting that we brought this up today because they did a a story this morning on the today show about this oh really and yeah it was actually very interesting it was a a Jeff Rossen report, if you ever watched the Today Show. Yes. And he compared the delivery service, uh, the curbside delivery, nope, curbside pickup, um, from Target and Walmart. Oh. And they, they, like, he and his producer ordered the exact same things from each store. Mm-hmm. And it was very, it was a very interesting uh, review. It wasn't the most flattering review for any, oh, really? <laughs> in most circumstances. Just some problems with communication and... Yeah, I imagine, you know, those are such big stores and, you know. they're huge, yeah. yeah. So it made me really appreciate my little grocery store here that does such a great job. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've many times literally forgot things and I will call them or email them and say, oh, can you add this? And, you know, I get an actual human in about a second. So Have you ever done the pickup? How does that work? Okay. Does that have a charge with it or how does that work? I don't believe it does, but I'm Mm -hmm. not positive, but they just have like some assigned um, parking spaces Mm -hmm. and you know, they give you a time to come Mm -hmm. or you give them a time, I guess it'll be there. And then they'll send, you send them a text. I think when you get there, I've only done that once. Mm -hmm. And, um, since I work from home, I'd rather have them bring it when I'm here instead of going out anyway. So 
Yeah, I, right. it's a pretty pretty sweet deal. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds pretty good. I'm, I think I might have to try it someday. <laughs> yes, especially when you're home. It's and you just me, out of but your maybe. Pajamas. Yeah, but maybe when the kids are in town, and you know, then I have to get more mm-hmm. stuff. I'll be or, but then again, I could just send them out, save the money. <laughs> well, there's that. There's that. And then Why else did I have these kids except to run my errands for me? <laughs> to run errands, right? <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, let's have another drink of this wine. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Yum. I, I that's a very nice Pinot yes. Noir. Yes, I do. I do like it. You know, I never. I'm never sure about Pinot Noirs because they can be quite a range. You know, sometimes they're mm-hmm. too light or whatever. But this is kind of just right. Yeah. So um, I'm dying to hear what uh, food in the mystery you chose to go with this Pinot Noir. Okay. I am so excited about this. Okay. <laughs> I chose uh, A is for Alibi by Sue Grafton. Oh, yay. And I I have to tell you, I loved Sue, I loved Sue Grafton's novels. I'm very sad that she passed away last mm-hmm. year. Just we're coming up on the year. Um, and I actually was reading her her last book, Why is for Yesterday, when I saw on the news that she had passed away. Oh, and wow. I yeah. actually, I became teary. I was very, very sad. I just thought the series mm-hmm. was great. She seemed like a wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. And when, when you and I have been talking about doing these scenes, I immediately thought about the food scenes in Sue's books because they're so interesting and entertaining. And so that's why... <laughs> And I, and I went back recently and started all over again and read A is for Alibi. And so I thought I would start with that one because oh, it's good. Like Cause all I, the... I got to tell you, I read, I've read, prob- I'm sure I've read that one because I read them, you know, so long ago. And now it'll be fun to get a little refresher and then see, you know, hey, yeah. maybe I'll read it again. <laughs> well, okay. So um, the plot synopsis is quick. Um, <laughs> this is... Uh, this made me smile. There's a, a basically <laughs> kind of a horrible div- divorce attorney is found dead. Oh, which, okay. You know, <laughs> I, it's I justified, right? <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm a recovering attorney myself here, so I. I know, but, but you weren't a horrible one. I was, of course, not. I was a okay. very, very kind <laughs> attorney, but but and I had read that Sue Grafton had been going through a pretty brutal divorce and child custody fight when she started writing this book interesting she, she actually had said in interviews that she was kept thinking of all these ways to kill her <laughs> ex-husband and decided to write them and i just <laughs> so uh, that's horrible <laughs> it is, it's terrible it's terrible as i say but i can actually well yeah, yeah i could see how that could happen you know yes so so we've got a really awful um, divorce attorney that nobody likes. Like everybody finds him abhorrent. He mm-hmm. he's a philanderer. He's ruthless and mm-hmm. and just not a very nice person. Mm-hmm. His wife was convicted of killing him, and oh. she gets out of prison after serving eight years, and she shows up on Kinsey Milhone, who is the protagonist, and she's a private detective. She mm-hmm. shows up at her doorstep and says, I want to find out who really killed him. And that's the premise for the whole novel. And um, it's a, it's very good. I, I have to say, going back and reading it, you know, from 1983, I think it is. It's oh, a, wow. It, yeah. It holds its weight. Really, really great, great mm-hmm. novel. Oh, good. So, yeah. yeah. So early on in the um, novel, pretty, pretty quick, uh, Kinsey takes one of the witnesses that she's talking to 
to her favorite restaurant. Pretty much the only restaurant she ever goes to, which mm-hmm. is Rosie's Hungarian restaurant. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Do you remember the Hungarian? And not food? not specific, but I remember Rosie's Hungarian because yeah. my grandfather was Hungarian, so that just kind of stuck oh, in my head. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I've never had Hungarian food, so this was this is very interesting to me. But this restaurant appears in every single novel, and the food is kind of uniformly described in kind of a gross way <laughs> and i shouldn't say that but they just it well, seems why does to be she go there if it's gross she likes the environment likes the atmosphere and i think it's kind of a reflection of kinsey because this woman who rosie who runs mm-hmm. this place mm-hmm. is very bossy and she just tells you what you're having so like kinsey <laughs> sat down in this book and um the uh, Rosie comes over to them, and here uh, she said, Kinsey asked, what do you have tonight? And she said, you'll have the veal porkolt, which is a, a, a stew. And then mm-hmm. she said, and you're going to have wine, too, and I'll pick the kind. And then walks away. So she's this completely bossy um, Well, you know what? That's kind of nice. Yeah, I could see why you'd want to go back, because then you don't have to think, you know? You don't have to think. <laughs> I, that's that's why I had to choose the wine myself, because they don't tell what kind of wine they oh. got. So... <laughs> We never get to the point where she brings it and presents it. She just... she They just get the wine and they drink it, but they don't ever specify. So <laughs> I did some research into Hungarian food mm-hmm. and veal because they're having a veal stew. Right. And um, matching wine with veal apparently should be done based upon how it's prepared because it has so many different... Yeah, um, aspects. I know because you could do it very light, like seafood, or you could do it, you know, more heavy, like beef or something. Right. So, in the website I'd found about pairing wine and food, said veal stew specifically is very difficult to pair because of all the different flavors, mm-hmm. and they recommended a full-bodied Pinot Noir. So that's where we Perfect. ended up with the nineteen crimes Pinot Noir. Yeah. I think Hungarian food has a lot of paprika, right? Because isn't that yes. known for Hungarian paprika? So it's kind of yes. spicy and a little, but not. I think it must be. I have to tell you, I've never had veal. I just realized. Oh, you're that. kidding me! No, I cannot believe I'm saying that. But as I'm, I was looking at this and I thought, oh, veal stew. I've, I've never had veal. How is that possible? I don't know. Well, some people don't like it, you know, and they yeah. don't like the aspect of it. Um, Unfortunately, I do like I do like it. So <laughs> I, I have I had it, but I don't have it that often, you know. It's... How have you had it prepared? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, well, there's like in, in Italian restaurants, they'll have it a lot of different ways. They might have it like veal marsala or mm-hmm. um, a lot of the same ways that they do a chicken, you know, and it's it's mm-hmm. usually very the scallopini is really thin. I like it with like, you know, mushrooms, maybe Sometimes I've had it with like artichoke and mushroom and um, and then, you know, side of pasta. But it's usually like really, really thin. So it's it's really quickly like maybe a little bit of flour and pan fried and then a sauce is over it. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of like. The, Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's on my list now. I thought, how can I. Have but apparently they also like... make it into a stew. That would be like chunks. And then they have veal chops. You know, those yes. are. Yeah, I, I don't have... have that as much. I think I liked the scallopini part, you know. I just like it like that. I don't know. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm getting um, hungry now thinking about I it. I know. I was just thinking, <laughs> I, I'm ready to go out for dinner. <laughs> I know. I was like, I should have called you ahead of time when I was planning dinner tonight. What goes with the wine? Right? We need some veal. So um, I was doing some research into this Rosie character to see if I could find anything. Because she does show up. I 
in every one of the books that I can recall, there's a scene at Rosie's. Mm-hmm. And, and she becomes a major character later on because she, um, she marries um, Kinsey's landlord's brother, I believe. So these, she's a recur- recurring character in the rest of the series. Right. But all I could find was a conversation with Sue Grafton that was posted on her own website. So I think she wrote the answers and the questions is my right. guess. And here's the question. Do you ever think you're doing a disservice to Hungarian cooking in your novels with the dreadful dishes at Rosie's? And will she ever improve? <laughs> and Sue's answer was no. And that's it. No. <laughs> she didn't do any any other explanation. Just said no. No. Yeah. I like that, though. I mean, really. I do too. It's like yeah. overthinking the character and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of great. So it's, it's I think, I would, I started thinking about the character, Rosie is kind of a, a similar character to Kinsey, just kind of tough and tells people how it is. And um, so I assume that's why she keeps going there. But mm-hmm. So that is A is for Alibi. It's a good reread. I really enjoyed it rereading it. Oh, right. Well, and, I'm going to definitely, because they're not real long either. So they're kind of fun, I think. They from are what fun. I remember. Yeah. They are fun. And there's not going to be any more of them. So it's a good pl- it's a good way to yeah. revisit it. Yep. So that's what I did. So I'm curious. Well, I liked it. <laughs> I'm glad. I really enjoy Sue Graft, and I, I liked her writing style mm-hmm. a lot. And I was always amazed at how she could re-explain the same setting. You know, that Santa Teresa, California, her fictional town... Mm-hmm. And re-explain her circumstances and her job every time, and it seemed new. It didn't ever seem forced, you know, in every single novel. I was always amazed by that. Well, good. Yeah, so that's what I had. So I'm curious to know, switching over to your turn, what you have for this week. Well, mine is a book, a young adult book, actually. I chose a young, uh, young adult thriller um, called The Body Finder. Oh, what a good title. And it was, yeah, it was by Kimberly Durding. And um, it's funny that you say that because somebody did ask on one of her question things, you know, was that, how'd you come up with the title or was that the title? And she she had just used it as a placeholder in her word, you know, word documents. Oh, sure. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it just, she kept thinking they're going to change it. She came up, tried to come up with other ideas when it got to the publishing point and everybody just, I guess, liked it. So it stayed. It's a good title. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So um, it basically the story is about a girl, a high school, she's 16. Her name is Violet and she's grappling with two major issues. So first, Jay Heaton is one of them, and that's her best friend, and now she she has feelings for her. And then she also has a secret ability, and her secret ability is um, that she has the power to sense dead bodies. <laughs> yes. The ones that have been murdered only. Oh, well. I know. She can, at least she's specific. Yes, yes. So, um, and I guess it's, you know, it runs in the family. The grandmother had it or something. Oh so, my gosh. I know. But she was, since she was really little, like she would go and she would find, you know, animals in the woods where she lived. And this all takes place in the Pacific Northwest, which I know you love that area. I do love that area. Yeah. So um, she would be in the woods and and she would just get these senses and they could be like, Visual, they can be anything, visual, smell, um, sound, whatever. So she would go and she would get these, which she called echoes. 
and she would find them, you know, and then take them and bury them, and then they would, she would feel better, you know, and it would be like little animals and stuff, but then she, she did find a body of a girl. Yeah, so when she was little, she did that. And then, the, so then the story goes on, and now now we've got a serial killer terrorizing that the small town. Okay. And um, so she gets, you know, involved. Interesting. And so it's it's very suspenseful, and it's it's interesting. My daughter, she she's the one that um, gave me this book to read, like, about a year ago, after she'd uh, read my YA thriller and um, she thought I would like it and she wanted to show me a similar type book that had gotten published <laughs> which a I good, think there's her, a good yeah. uh, comparable for you good yeah. comparable title yeah and I and I did enjoy it and I and I was very flattered that she thought mine mm-hmm. was just as good I mean these are her words not mine. very nice yes of course right after that she asked me for money or something so I, I don't know <laughs> can't be sure of her intentions in that That's case. Right. That's right. <laughs> but I, but I did like this book and I could see a lot of similarities to my to the, my writing style. Remind so that me was the kind of interesting. Name again, Christy? Kimberly Durting. D E R T I N G. And and you know I re- I did some research into her and um she, she lives in the Pacific Northwest. But I think she would just fit in right right with us. She just seems, yeah, she's like, you know, she has a similar work schedule. So she describes it as, I'm like a farmer up at the crack of dawn, eating dinner by six and usually in bed before 10. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone who's ever been to my house after, say, 7 p.m. has seen me in my bathrobe. Seriously, ask them. (laughs) That's so, that is, I'm far too familiar in my world. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. And she did. She wrote a few. She wrote some blogs about how she got her agent and also how she got the call, you know, the, mm-hmm. from the publishers. And um, but she's really down to earth. And um, I thought it was real interesting to read about how she did get her agent, because, again, it was, you know, rings true to what we've been learning along the way, um, because she wrote a horror novel when she was really pretty young, like, uh, you know, many years ago, she describes it as. And um, she was rejected a lot. And then she finally got an agent, but she, and she thought, oh, yay, now I'm, you know, but she never could get a a publishing contract. Okay. And she kept doing edits and resubmits, but she still has never gotten that book published. That one's Hmm. put away. But luckily, she kept writing, and then when she had this YA manuscript, um, she decided to go to conferences to look for agents, which is sounds familiar, right? Yes, it does. And uh, she went to a pitch slam oh, yeah. at the Book Expo of America, which is a conference in California, I think in L.A., mm-hmm. and that's where she found her current agent. Cool. So, yeah. So she, you know, she sounds, she sounds interesting and, you know, a lot of similarity similarities there so what's the food scene so the food scene is definitely i know um she well the go-to meal from the mom who's the who's an artist in the book she's described as not exactly you know domestic goddess so (laughs) she makes frozen lasagna and a bag of caesar salad oh and literally that's her one meal (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm guilty of that say? exact meal. 
I said, I'm guilty of that exact meal. Yeah. Well, I was wondering, because I was like, okay, personally, I've always kind of made my own lasagna just because, you know, that's how we started out. And then I gradually moved on to no-cook noodles and, mm-hmm. you know, jar pasta sauce. But I think nowadays, I bet you could find some really good pre-made lasagnas there without, you know, lots of preservatives and sugars and everything. So yeah. it was... I was wondering if you had ever tried any of them because that is an easy way to make a meal, that's for sure. You know, that's funny you said that. I am not a huge lasagna fan. I'm not sure why. I guess I'd rather have a bowl of pasta, you know, I, uh-huh. I mean, usually one or the other. Uh-huh. Um, but I do, I used to like assembling it. I thought it was, you know, kind of a fun thing to do on a Sunday afternoon. Right, right. But then I think I, I had much, much less to do in my life. Yeah. <laughs> because the last time I made lasagna, I thought, this is so silly this just took me way too much time um but i had been at a friend's house who had served a uh frozen lasagna and it mm-hmm. was absolutely delicious i mean oh, I, wow. I i i'm never going to make it again I, and i have no idea what the brand was or anything but i thought and it had spinach and it was very good oh wow and i thought well i'm gonna say i know yeah i do i like the assembly part i think but you're right you know you we're busier now so if I Who have knows? time set aside to do it, I love preparing meals. But during yeah. a regular week, it's not right now. The, the most... It's whatever you can get out the quickest, I think. Yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> they, they did have one other food scene where the teens all went to a Thai restaurant oh. near the mall where they um, they talked, one of them talked the other ones into going. So that it was, you yeah. know, discussed as, you know, that I thought it was pretty adventurous for high school kids. And um, they ordered uh, pad thai, swimming angel, and Vietnamese spring rolls with sweet garlic and peanut dipping sauce. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And she also, I liked how the author, she also added the um, another sense. She was like, the smell of the jasmine infused rice mingles with the scents of coconut sauces and chili peppers. Mm. So, yeah. So I was really, and I, I do like Vietnamese food. I do too. As a matter of I fact, did, I... I didn't know what Swimming Angel was, though. Did you? No, I don't. Well, I, I love Pad Thai, but I'm curious what the Swimming Angel is. <laughs> well, I looked it up, and it, it's called Swimming Rama. I don't know, but it's also called Swimming Angel, and it has peanut sauce, which I love, and the actual recipe involves sautéed chicken, onion, carrot, bean sprouts, and spinach. Oh. So it sounds really good. And I love Viet- Vietnamese rolls. In fact, I've made them before. Oh, that is, that is time-consuming. Well, you know, the time-consuming part of it is not the actual making. The time-consuming part of it is actually finding the ingredients because it, it might be easier now, but when I learned how to do this, I had to go to an Asian market yeah. just yeah. to find, like, the rice paper rolls mm-hmm. and the, the herbs. But once you, once you have it, I mean, you don't even have to, you don't have to cook them. You know, um, my daughter actually really likes making, using the rice paper and making, she, you know, her version of uh, rolls. And um, you can just get them now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they are so much more accessible now. And all the different kinds of oils and flavorings. Right. That has right. gotten so much more mainstream, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. My mouth just watered. I know. <laughs> 
this is this is really been I, I don't know i think i should eat right right before these because my stomach yeah. is liable to growl and show up on the <laughs> my uh my daughter just turned 18 last friday Ooh, and that's so, so exciting. We, it was very fun and and so um we didn't really have anything going on that night so we you know suggested she pick out a restaurant and she is a sushi lover. She loves sushi. Oh, yeah. Sushi. So is my daughter. That's funny. We didn't even know what it was when we grew up, right? I know. I, that wasn't, <laughs> it certainly was not an option. And so um, that's what we, we had sushi Friday night to celebrate oh, her birthday. Mm-hmm. It was very mm. good. And you have and that in South Dakota, which I'm impressed. I do. <laughs> it is very impressive. I mean, these people are in the most landlocked place in the world. <laughs> and they do a wonderful job. It is it's The restaurant's name is Saki, and they do a great job. It's oh, very, good. Very good. All right. Yeah, so when I come up, we'll go. <laughs> yes, we'll definitely go to, and they have really good pad thai there. Oh, that's okay. what I got. That's, yeah. right. that's, that, that's a circular mo- notion of this. Yes. Anyway, so so I really think, um, you know, if you're looking for a good YA thriller, then, you know, this is yeah. a good one. Plus, it's a series. So it I is. just might, yeah. So there's three others after it. This was the first in the series. So um, I just might get it for my daughter for Christmas. And Ooh, that's if a great she's idea. listening, she better act surprised <laughs> and to share with me because I want to read the rest of them too. So we might want to reach out to uh, Kimberly Durden and see if she'd be interested in doing an AI interview on our blog. Yes, you're right about that. <laughs> she might. Yeah, she might. She seemed pretty. She pr- seemed pretty easy going. So we can see cool. our kind of girl. Yeah. Well, we could go on for a long time on this stuff, mm-hmm. but I feel our MFs might get restless. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. I do. We do like our conversations, though. We do. We do. Uh, but we got to get back to our lives, and December is a busy month. But we'll continue to have our episodes every Friday morning, as promised. And, um, Kathy, what do you think? Are we going to add this wine to our rack? You know, I, I think I would. I think it's, um, and mine, by the way, was only nine ninety nine. How much was yours? Oh, Your my. I think mine was, oh, gosh, I can't remember, around close to 15 almost. Wow. But it, it was a new one. Hmm. It was a new one. on. It said new. So hmm. I guess they didn't have the Pinot Noir because I've seen 19 Crimes. So maybe it was the store I was into. I can't even remember where I bought it because you were so good ahead of time. I bought it like a almost two weeks ago so <laughs> that's right I was trying to be organized well, I know I, I I'm, I'm thankful <laughs> yeah I'm thinking I think it's a fun it's a fun um good uh wine and I it's fun to have a um a bottle of wine that has a great you know conversation piece and just on its yes. label I mean they do a great job marketing so I, I yeah. definitely would buy it again yep great me too good Okay, everyone, so that's all for this episode of Game of Books, where we share food, wine, and mystery. And if you liked listening, then be sure to subscribe to us so you can get your food, wine, and mystery tips every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend. Yes, and check out our Game of Books uh, uh, Facebook page and join our discussion group to let us know if you agree with our wine readings (laughs) or just have some comments from our MFs. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So this is Kathy. And Christy. Saying thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, everybody.